and welcome to the Highest Possible Good Podcast. I'm your host, Stacy Posey. Join me and my dad, Tim Gear, a licensed marriage family therapist with over 40 years experience, as we have candid conversations full of practical takeaways to help you experience the highest possible good in your life and relationships. Oh, it's like weirder when it starts because then it feels like they're listening. Nonsense. <laughs> I know you're out there listening. We're so grateful you're here. Because Siri was listening before. She listens to everything we say. All right. Well, welcome to the studio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> At my kitchen table. <laughs> it's a wonderful kitchen. Yes. yes. Thanks to the Anchor app, which is nice. Um, okay. Well, today I'm getting to sit down with my dad for the first time. We are kicking off our own podcast, which is going to be great. The vision for the podcast is to get some of the amazing insights and wisdom that's inside of my dad, who is a 40-plus year uh, licensed marriage family therapist, out to the masses. Because y'all need this. (laughs) I know I do. So um, I wanted to at least get you a little bit of an introduction, get a little bit of a sense of who my dad is, and... A little bit about how he approaches counseling, who he is as a person, and then, you know, why he's doing this so that you can understand better, you know, what you can expect from the podcast. But moreover, Tim Gear. Here I am. <laughs> Let's Welcome. talk about you. This is good. Okay. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this process of setting up podcasts and letting people in on what's going on. Yeah. Right? I know. Let's get the inside scoop. So what I want to start with is what initially drew you to counseling as a profession? I know I've heard the many stories of, you know, crushing yourself to try to get your, um, to become a doctor actually initially. And that was your path. Um, you had all the support from your parents. You were ready to go hundred percent down that path and you dug in, you went to one of the hardest universities in the country at that time, uh, UCSD in their biology. Was your was your master's in, or your bachelor's right. microbiology? A bachelor's in biology. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you were dead set on that. And then everything shifted. Right. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> would that lead in? Um, grew up in my teens, really looking at how to impact families. I wanted to impact families from, the, from my teenage years. And I thought of medical doctor as yeah. the best route to do that. Yeah. At the time, in the 60s and 70s, it was a reasonable idea that a doctor would have time and energy to do that. As I pursued my pre-med degree in biology, that is also the same time I came to the knowledge of Jesus as my Savior and Lord, and things shifted inside of me huge. Hmm. It did reinforce my desire to impact families in a positive way. Yeah. So yeah, it built a lot of momentum in that direction. As I was going through school, it became very, very clear there were shifts in medicine yeah. that would not allow me, that does that would not allow doctors. Like you're not connecting with to people anymore. Spend more than two to three minutes. Yeah. In a yeah, we've all experienced in that. In a visit with doctors, <laughs> and so yeah, it became clear that route would not connect correctly with my my desire to impact families for encouragement and help. Yeah. I became exposed to a licensed uh, marriage family therapist at my church, uh, Robert Hughes. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. He's one of the front runners in the field. 
It was yeah. a new licensure in California at the time and heard what he was doing and his objectives in counseling. He was working both private practice and for the church at Sierra Madre Congregational Church. And um, he was willing to take me under his wing and show me what was happening and how that looked. So that really galvanized Did my decision. Hooked? Yes, to pursue <laughs> that degree. Um, I did it uh, coincidentally <clears throat> the same week. I made the decision for marriage family counseling the same week that I got accepted to medical school. Oh, brutal. So um, did that shake your resolve? Or not were... at all. It just <laughs> reinforced it. I was so, I was surprised at myself by the great relief I felt yeah. that I would not be attending medical school yeah. and all that that meant and that I felt more reassured and more uh, energized. Yeah, to the despite whole your parents even, mm-hmm. right? Remember that story? Yeah, my parents did not have a vision for that. Right. Like, <laughs> this what? was a new you licensure. And you're um, not going. My father in particular was uh, pretty set on me becoming a doctor. And I had not yeah. really recognized how deeply uh, he was committed to that. Yeah. Well beyond my commitment. Mm-hmm. And it took him several years to get past it. Yeah, that's real. It was powerful. So I um, got into a fantastic university, Biola University. I think probably the best education I could have ever had. I had four instructors, one of whom was Norm Wright. Mm-hmm. And there was 12 students in the master's program. That's amazing, yeah. It's more of a discipleship program. Right, yeah, so much one-on-one attention. And uh, such an incredible focus on real skills and real life counseling. Mm-hmm. and Not just book knowledge. Not just book knowledge, right. but plenty of good book knowledge and mm-hmm. training. Uh, Joyce Helgus, Vern Lewis, Phil Sutherland, the, that was the rest of the crew. Yeah. They invested... Very Amazing. seriously in us, yeah. in, in big ways. So I finished okay. that and um, got on board, went through my internship, which is extensive in California. In the course of that, worked everything from hospital work to residential treatment to uh, business employee assistance counseling to large clinics to small clinics um, and really, really, really settled on private practice as the main yeah. focus that met my needs best because I get to express my own values. Yeah. I get to express, uh, I have the freedom in that setting to express mm-hmm. what I think is the highest possible good. Yeah. Love that. For clients. Right. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. I mean, obviously knowing you, it makes so much sense to me. Um, but when you, one of the things that I think, one of the stories that I like best, or I don't know, impacts me even just as I, you know, I'm growing and in my own career and have made career decisions and will continue to is, um, knowing that, you know, you basically chose against being a physician where, you know, income and, you know, saw pretty excellent, especially at the time, a very excellent income, a lot of stability. Um, you gave that up something that was, you know, already you were accepted in, you know, you gave that up saying, no, this is actually what I want to pursue. And you and a fairly new wife at the time decided in partnership. We're, we're, we're quite married, yeah. Okay, okay. You Soon. decided, though, in, in partnership, though, right? Absolutely, to with Lisa. Uh-huh. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. So what was it that, you know, solidified that resolve to say, like, despite all these unknowns, like, we're going to, like, I'm going to go after this anyway? There were a lot of unknowns. Uh, it wasn't clear. There wasn't a clear path to the profession because it was brand new yeah. in the field in California. And it actually ended up spreading out throughout the whole United States from California. Hmm. I didn't know At that. the time I chose it, uh, it 
had no guarantee of ever creating a significant income to provide for my family. I was about to be married to Lisa, mm-hmm. who's my wonderful wife, and she supported my decision. Years. Mm-hmm. Now 40 plus years with her. Which is amazing. Yes, it is. <laughs> and um, it, it was important enough to say, I'll pursue the marriage and family counseling, even if it doesn't create income. I love and that. then I'll find another way. Yeah. In fact, I thought of probably becoming an RN because sure. the schedule's so easy and the like flexible. You can really make it work. Yeah. That I thought I'll make it work to provide for my family that way. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty big decision, basically entering into likelihood of two career two careers concurrently. Yeah. To accomplish it. So yeah, I was all in. Yeah, and being all in, you know, has kind of been. One of the things that I wanted to touch on is that I would say, you know, just hearing from you, it sounds like it, what, what percentage would you say of your, you know, your peers or your contemporaries who have come up in about the same time with you, what percentage would you just guess have remained in 100% private practice, face-to-face counseling? Well, first of all, it's actually fairly rare that yeah. there are marriage and family therapists, licensed therapists that actually pursue a full-time career in it. It's far more mm-hmm. common that it's uh, part-time. Yeah. And and very many very effective counselors do mm-hmm. that. So it's not a bad thing. It's very good. But I'm sort of an unusual sort <laughs> in that I'm pursuing and have been engaged in private practice all these years. Um, yeah. 38 years, I think. Right. That, um, and when, when it turns out, turns out I've been able to provide well for my family throughout all those years. Um, my preference, like I told you before, was private practice. And my... The experience of meeting with individuals and couples and families mm-hmm. face-to-face in my office definitely is the scenario where I think there's the most power yeah. for change, for impacting lives, mm-hmm. for people to actually experience the grace that God feels toward them the grace of his hand. People typically yeah, come in amazing. fairly beat up by life or yeah. by themselves. And it's such a privilege to extend kindness and mercy when I've literally just heard the worst things possible about them. Right. And for them to look up from their chair and see that I'm not judging them. <laughs> yeah. That I that I have hope for them. Yeah. That God has promises for them. Even if I'm not preaching immediately the gospel. Mm-hmm. The reality is I get to live it with them so in that good. moment of being crushed and burdened and yeah. hopeless. Right, really be a conduit for God, really, like right. for the Father's heart for them as they're going through some of yeah. the most difficult things in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That confidence on my part about them is something God's put in me that I love expressing. There's, there's a lot of counselors that have worked in face-to-face counseling, and I think... I've observed, at least anecdotally, that a lot of them just fade out after a while. I think the burden... Well, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it sounds exhausting, to be honest. Like, there's so much output. So much, You have to be on. Right. You have to be very focused, I'm sure. You know, mm-hmm. you've got these people expressing incredible intensity and, you know, communicating all kinds of difficult situations, heartache, mm-hmm. you know, things they don't even understand that you're having to dig through and process and help them get through. Mm-hmm. The, out, the level of output even just, I would imagine, of course, I'm not in there, but I would imagine it's just, it sounds so taxing, so... I I think if it weren't for the reality that God is present, that God's promises are true and real, that he has power to change 
if that wasn't true, it would suck. The job. <laughs> I mean, hearing the worst and hearing the most hopeless. I mean, yeah. To be real, every once in a while I get a client who literally has done everything right. Yeah. Who has pursued at great cost the best possible. Yeah. Um, with a great intention, with nothing but nothing but tra- tragedy mm. to follow. Yeah. And I need to be able, Tim Gear needs to be able to say, there is hope here. Yes. And I'm able to say that because there is hope, period, because God's in it, because yeah. God's alive, and he's actively caring and in pursuit of these dear ones of his. Yeah. And so I think if I was a counselor who didn't rely fully myself on that truth, I would carry the burden of these mm-hmm. people's It'd heartache. Heavy. Yeah. And literally, I'm able to shove that onto the shoulders of my Heavenly Father, Yeah. who takes it. Totally. And, and then vice versa. When I walk away burdened, I know that there's a problem with me. Right. <laughs> like, oh, I should be my, holding on to this. I've got to fix my truster um, to yeah. assert to myself and in my own prayers for this client that they are in his hands and he, he's bringing solution and help. Yeah. So, so the outcome of all that is I think I'm able to keep persisting in this well beyond mm-hmm. many of my peers who mm-hmm. just end up tired and burned out. Yeah, and tired of the which burden, is reasonable. Which is totally reasonable. I don't yeah. criticize them. I think it's more amazing that God sustains me. Right. Yeah. And I love doing what I do. Yeah. I guess on that note, what is it that, um, like, what are some of the, the greatest joys or what is it that you get most, um, what makes you come alive about what you get to do with the face-to-face interactions with individuals that you get to have? I just recently heard Bill Johnson talk about declaring truth and yeah. the power of doing that. And I, I think that's one of the, elements that I enjoy so much is declaring truth established by God, mm-hmm. eternal truth about this person's value, mm-hmm. about their identity, about mm-hmm. what he has promised to them in the face of heartache and pain. Yeah, That's one part of it. Another part of it is I'm encountering people, yes, who are coming in crushed and hurt and abandoned. and Sure. And I'm, but I see them as ready to change. Oh my gosh. Yeah. These are people who are done with what they've been trying. Yeah. I get the privilege of meeting people when they're done trying everything they've got in their in their yeah, playbooks. Playbook. Yeah. Their playbooks right. done. What an awesome privilege. And yeah. it makes me both careful and excited. Yeah. To bring the best possible direction to them. But they're typically it's the rare client that comes unwilling to change. Right. <laughs> Especially yeah. paying me money for it. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> um so I get so that's a that's amazing. So declaring truth in the face of heartache and doubt, being part of a season of change of somebody's lives or yeah, a couple's lives. To be a part of that outcome um, as well, like a, a positive outcome, I would assume has got to be. I'd say another aspect of it that is a terrific payoff for me is knowing that I'm sowing in seed and life into lives that have eternal consequences. Yeah. In the scriptures, it talks often about Things spoken in secret will be shouted out loud on the rooftops. Yeah. And I think a lot of what we speak in secret, in confidentiality, in secret, mm-hmm. um, I take that to mean I will get to see the fruit of mm-hmm. carrying a woman for five years through a depression. Yeah. That doesn't look like a victory lap. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a day-to-day battle. Yeah. And knowing that... Um, there is a woman who's treasured by me who fought through a day-to-day fight to keep her life, to, to stay alive. 
and fought through it and to another place of peace. Yeah. And now she has grandchildren and now there's a different life for her. Amazing. But I just know that in eternity there was something even more profound potent and profound that yeah. was accomplished in that. Mm-hmm. So there's lots lots of stories like that that are part of that. Um, and some some in terms of high profile people too. Sure. That yeah, you feel I like you're actually making a, a bigger impact. Kingdom of God because, has been yeah. enlarged in that person's life and I know that in their leadership in the in the world it's going to impact that. So yeah. I'm excited about that too. Yeah, I love that. So amazing. Yeah, so remarkable to be a part of kind of those, yeah, just being a part of their story, walking uh-huh. alongside them and then getting to share in that victory, you know, when that does happen. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah, well, I, um, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to hear more about um, what, what is inside of you. I know um, basically for context for why we're even doing this is that I have heard my dad talk about um, you know, just his heart to get more of what's inside of him, his insights, revelations he's gotten through his 40 years of, um, counseling, um, talking with my mom, talking to me, um, and, you know, put a number of things into writing and, you know, while all these things have been conversation pieces, I think just wanting to be a part of really getting it out there so that you can, um, start to, like you've wanted to, not just have the um, the impact on the individual, though it's now, you know, 40 years later, it's been a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and then, you know, by extension and the lives that those people touched, I'm sure you've already touched a number of lives. Um, but I think even expanding your reach further, mm-hmm. getting to, you know, whoever might listen to this podcast, you know, getting to, to touch their lives, have a greater impact, multiply the impact you already have, um, and be a part of it with you. So I'm really excited. I'm excited to see, you know, what else we can you know pull from you and hear what you know what wisdom you'd have on various topics covering anything from you know from parenting um teen years you know developmental years um marriage marriage in crisis depression anxiety any number of these topics and more that you know you have such a depth of experience in and have um you have so many you have answers you know you already have you know, action steps for people to take. They might not get the privilege of meeting with you face-to-face, or maybe they might. But in addition to that, getting to have steps from, you know, professional with your level of experience who can really, um, you know, just even just help unlock some of these truths like you're talking about that are basic truths and eternal truths for anybody that they can actually start logging away and planting those seeds inside them and see what would grow. Um, I'm excited for that too. I'm very excited. So yeah, I'm excited to be underway. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us for our first conversation. Um, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing more from Tim on our next episode. Thank you, Stacy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.